Happy Comic Book Day and welcome back all you four color comic book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. Happy Comic Book Day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like and or follow button and hit that comment section or else you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Oh, God. And he is not even kidding a little bit about that. So as Charlie just yelled in your face about... We are all amped up, we're geeked up, we feel like we can take on the world because, albeit missing a certain element that we have grown very accustomed to seeing in these type of uh, installations, Rocky 17, I mean Creed 3, has indeed dropped and we have oh, drank baby. it in like so much Kool-Aid. Now granted, there is no Rocky-related item no rocky related flick no rocky related anything that is not worth talking about without the literal biggest rocky fan that i know and i don't mean that he's like really into rocky more than anybody else i mean the biggest coming in at a whopping seven foot six none other than rocky balboa expert Casey, motherfucking Manning, yes. What's up, boy? Bro, he Casey might love Rocky, but this in. motherfucker is sized like Drago. <laughs> <laughs> Casey comes in with the literal cosplay. When we want to talk about Rocky, he's like, "Oh yeah, shit, I got my my whole outfit is already picked out." Um, Casey, thank you for joining us, brother. We, you knew. You knew the second that we were going to talk about fucking Creed 3, we were going to have Casey Manning in the house. I don't even think you asked me. I just texted you, <laughs> and I said, so we're doing this, right? And you were like, he well, yeah, obviously. Oh. So I think this is this is a thing now. So three years from now when we get, like, Creed 4, <laughs> just pencil me in. I'll be here. Done and good. done. Hopefully it'll be for the for the Rocky prequel series that he's going to have to literally keep punching to make happen. But, right. um, yeah, so in, in a very, very rare uh, happening, we actually all drank in this flick, Creed III, uh, separately. Like, separately but together. We Charlie and I saw it almost at the same time, um, but in, in, like, different states. Uh, bodies of water separating us, whereas Casey, Casey's not messing around. Casey... He saw it the the literal moment that it was available for viewing, uh, without having a red carpet invitation. So, um, look, I think there's really only one way to to uh, to approach this. Charlie, do we? What's our approach? Uh, um, kind of like uh, let's you know, let's start uh, off spoiler free. We're talk about let's let's start off spoiler free, and then and if give we the must, folks a moment. if we must go to spoiler, I will. I will reset our alarms, but for now, ladies and gentlemen. We are Condition Yellow. No spoilers. We're going to go spoiler free, but be aware we might fuck up. 
We might have, and you never know when the spoiler warning will come. We First, often do. It's true. Uh, I want to throw out an elephant in the room, uh, if that's okay, John. Um, Good luck throwing out an elephant. One thing that I think um, must be addressed immediately is Sly uh, is not... This is not a spoiler, because it's it's been talked about ad nauseum. Um I do think the first thing I did when I sat down was remind myself, uh, okay, there's no fucking Stallone because of a bunch of non-movie shit. One can make an argument that that Creed 2 kind of gave a perfect where Rocky could be. Right out the gate, I'd argue, I don't think someone who's called Unk would just be like, I'm not even going to call this motherfucker. Um, I do appreciate the road they went down considering that huge absence but um well, but here's the thing that you're, you're you're i think you're jumping the gun a little bit so let's let's uh, we we brought our guests in for a reason so casey right off the bat i think we all know with your affection for the character for the actor for the for the sweater uh for the institution <laughs> for the for the for the fashion the fashion icon that is rocky balboa um sitting down um there's no way, and I, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, it, or at least it must have been very difficult, in particular for you uh, and your level of fandom, to divorce yourself from that idea of there's no Rocky, no Rocky, I'm not going to see Rocky. So when you sat down, how, how did you approach kind of that even before anything else? Um, I think, I don't think it would have bothered me as much if, if there wasn't so much shit going on in the background if he wasn't feuding with with uh winkler and all the producers right. and the whole family i don't think this would hurt as much because i remember the viral video went out after he finished his last day of shooting the second creed they're all out at like a bonfire in like the middle of the fucking desert somewhere and i remember he, he literally says to um to michael b jordan he goes hey man like this is yours now this is yours. So I think he was prepared to let go and let him take it where he wanted to take it. And I don't think he had an issue with it. I think he still wanted to have some kind of say in what was going to happen because it still is technically his baby. Um, but then all this stuff happened with Winkler and he will not allow him to take any of the rights of his character, which pisses him off. And I don't I don't blame him. Course, I think there was there were rumors that there was some Drago spinoff happening. And Sly literally, I remember, tweeted out it to his friend, Dolph Lundgren, like, yeah. bro, WTF, what is going on? And Dolph had to come back and say, well, dude, I had no idea right. what the hell was going on. Nothing has been signed. So I feel like Sly feels like he's getting raked over the coals here. And that has put a really bad taste in my mouth. And sure. then the execution in the film is really what bothered me. Because, and we're going to try to do this as spoiler-free as I possibly can. Right. We may it get away from almost... that pretty quickly because I have some plot issues. Yeah, I got me the too. alarm ready. I got the alarm ready. It was <laughs> almost like he didn't fucking exist. What are we? What are we doing? There were and uh, follow me on Letterboxd, Casey Manning on Letterboxd. I wrote a whole review about this. Okay, we'll post so, the link. <laughs> exactly. So 
there are, I think, two mentions of his name. I think there's two. One of them is by um, Jonathan Major's character. And he doesn't even refer to him by name. He's like, you know, remember when your dad gave the underdog a shot? Okay, so that's two. And the only likeness of him is about 15 minutes into the movie. You're walking through the gym. And in the back corner, you can see the, we all know, like the promo shot of Rocky Three, Like the main poster of him, like just on every drug imaginable and just no body fat. Allegedly. And it's fucking awesome. Okay. Just filled with It's in the background, but all you can see are like his gold, his gold belt and none of his face or his body. And there's shots during the film that, that uh, Adonis is looking at of like his dad and then his dad fighting Rocky in the first movie. There's like a still, but nothing of Stallone anywhere. Now the, I am not the way it sure. Came across to me was and this yeah. this hurt me. This hurt me because they almost played it as if the Rocky Balboa character had died. And and when we get to certain points, there's in the, one um, scene where you're like, Rocky. There's no version of this scene without Rocky that makes sense. I don't get exactly that vibe. Thank so, God. But but even yeah. but even uh, just in terms of again, like Casey said, his uh, um, his surgical removal, and and uh, you know I listen to a lot of interviews. And this is not something that I do very often, but kind of like red carpet type stuff, um, where a lot of the the uh, actors in Creed three were kind of echoing one another. So obviously there was a a war room sit down like okay what are we going to say about this what are we going to say about that and like one of the things that was constantly being put out there was oh yeah we feel like the rocky's dna is DNA. all over this oh my god and it, it runs i actually agree and, with know, that though it, it, it wouldn't be i don't i i really don't because this could have been and again i i want to keep this spoiler free as long as we can but i i know i'm not going to maintain it um with with without a rocky presence even if you don't physically see the man to not have him referred to like there was one reference and, and again I, I hope that this isn't a spoiler but where he were were um uh, i'm never gonna call him donnie where adonis <laughs> is mama name of adonis i'ma call him adonis um where he he echoed, only bianca's allowed to call him donnie for god's <laughs> sakes yeah, but she can hear shit anyway. She doesn't know what she's calling him. Where he echoes a, a, a training kind of like mantra that Rocky gave him. Now, I know that because I watch yeah. everything with Rocky like this. <gasps> Tell me more. Taking notes. Uh, what, but, but maybe the casual viewer or even casual fan might have missed. So I'll send it right back to you, Casey. Complete that thought. I'm sorry I cut in. So, no. I think I think there's, there's two things. I think it's... It's bad writing because as you're watching the film, there are two or three moments when you're like, if Rocky is still alive, which I'm going to, I'm going to assume he is because I don't think they cannot get away with killing him off screen. And then because if for some reason the producers and Stallone ever do say, okay, we can work together again, how are you going to bring him back from the dead? So they're not going to sit there and kill him off. 
not to romanticize a, a writer because I don't know him, Ryan Coogler would not write that on paper. Agreed. He would I agree. Not, he would not do that. I agree. Had, but it wasn't exclusively a Coogler uh, project. He had, uh, I think, at least two other co-writers, which right away to me is uh, a Yeah, it was Ryan, uh, Ryan and his brother Keenan Coogler. Uh, uh, Zach Who, Balin was the third writer. Right, so right. Three. So, look, I mean, you know, th- th- three is, is it's, it's rarely a kind I, of a, a good number for, for cohesive anything. I mean, the, the three Except of them podcasting. do work. Podcasting the, the, three is perfect. The three That's of the them actually, <laughs> the three of them work a lot together. And um, not that I don't want to go more into this. I do think one thing that was very important for me and my viewing of it, I had to divorce myself from what I wanted and what was available. This wasn't a scenario that... Here's what it comes down to for me. If my option was no Creed 3 or the Creed 3 I got because of the surrounding issues, if Coogler said, well, no, if Stallone can't play, I don't want to fucking play in his sandbox, um, I I, I would be sadder in that universe. I am glad that this Creed 3 exists um to the point where i had to for my own edification and for a lot of people it turns out um not that that's always the biggest gauge but i had to remove that from my option menu to so that's, be able that's to properly a, watch the film i was given that's a that's actually a good question charlie because that would i guess infer that you were able to sit down you got your little popcorn you got a little something to, to wash it down right and uh, you were able to sit down knowing. That's the other thing, too. There was no surprise. There was no bated breath, even though uh, it was bated a little bit. Eh, a little bit. There was um, one scene. Like, is he, he going to make I was show like, up? He has to be is here. He gonna show he up? Is to. he going to make a phone call? Um, but largely, I think we all sat down knowing we're not going to see Sly. It's just not going to happen. Not at least in person, though I thought other options might be on the table. So were you able, Charlie, to sit down and say... No, I know I am not going to see Rocky, and this is a Rocky franchise installment. If even if it has the the Creed three title on it, uh, you were able to sit down and say, "Okay, sure, give me what you got, entertain me." Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent was able to divorce myself. That you, was man. that was a big during credits conversation I had. I happen to really lo- uh, like like the two of you. I really love the Rocky franchise. Um, but also this this secondary series is one I've grown to love. I was I was telling John, and it might be sacrilegious, but I think it's important for full disclosure to Casey. Uh, Creed is uh, right now. It is my most watched Rocky flick. When I'm in, if I only have two hours, I'm throwing in Creed, and then I'm throwing in Crazy Rocky ball. three. Again, I, I I'm not arguing good bad. I'm talking about my personal order. Is Creed, Rocky Three, Rocky well, Four? Well, okay, but Rocky there's one, two, two. There's two. There's two separate conversations Joker here. Stream. There's What's the up, there's the hey, I need something for an hour and fifty minutes. I want to pop this in. And there's the I know that this is A is better than B or B is better than A. And however you guys yeah, want to phrase fine. that, sure, right? Sure. So if you say like uh, Creed is a good two hours, I'm gonna pop that in. That's the one I go. I, I have no issues with that. I, I wouldn't. I think it's up there because I think the first Creed. Is fucking great. I think it is is fucking great. I also and and we've had this we've had this conversation. I I like Creed two better than John does. I don't think John thinks it worked as well. I I liked it, but 
I think going back to what we were talking about, being able to divorce yourself from from the two, I think the issue I would have been if the movie had been better. I just didn't think it was very good. Oh, I so, think that's why you think. Let me ask you this real quick, and because I, I know John hates rankings, you think Creed Three isn't as good as Creed Two? Oh, not even close. You're you've lost your mind. I think you've Creed. Lost I, your mind. If, we're, if we're taking the nine, if we're taking the nine movies that have been in the Rocky franchise, the 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 six Rockies and the three and the three Creeds, I think this is only better than Rocky Five, and I don't think you've it's much. lost. Your if mind, I, if sir. I can interject, because is there listening... such thing as recency unbiased? Is that a... I just don't think it's the, very good. The the lift the the listing of them all is a, a little bit of a a waste of endeavor at this yeah. at this stage at this stage. And Charlie, do me a favor, don't put up Ellis's recent comment because he he actually lists precisely the point that I want to make. So Ellis, good on you for echoing my brain. That means you're very very smart. John, can um, I can I interject for one one second? Of course, I, no, I just don't want to make sure we don't miss this point. And I know that this is more of a storytelling thing and more of a a, a plot thing. But this is the point. if Rocky is alive in this in this universe, which we believe he is, are you telling me that at no point during what Donnie is going through, he doesn't either a make a goddamn phone call or b at least talk to his wife? And say, you know, I'm going through some shit. I really need to talk to Rocky, but I know he's with his yeah, family. But that's, I don't. That's the, you guys are talking about fan film or, shit now. No, we're not. I'm talking about storytelling. The, re, the reality the, was they, they, they. It would have been so did. disrespectful to do a one side. Thanks, Rock. That shit would have that, been. But that's what I'm terrible. saying. So at least, at it's least, an SNL skit. So at least say I'm not calling him for this reason. There is no scenario in Adonis's life either. where he doesn't call him. I, I, Zero. I think we're I think we're living in a fucking world where if you can't pay that off, you shouldn't tickle the balls of. Because there's another scene where Rocky would there's no version of a living Rocky Balboa that would have missed a scene in the movie. And I'm not so, going to spoil so, it, but it's not a boxing fucking scene. So, um, so Charlie, let me let me ask you this because I, I fear yeah. uh, us going a little bit too off the uh, off off track. So so you're saying their acknowledgement of of him um, left you with a the fact like it left you believing he's alive. He's up in Canada someplace. He's yeah. you know he's he's uh, picking. Picking the little Adrian uh, look-alike up from the bus stop. Definitely not helping out with any math. Maybe teaching the kid <laughs> secretly how to protect himself. He's like, hey, you know, work really good against that bully. Um, so so you're saying, okay, that's, that, that's the reality that we're in. And B, not only was it not peculiar that Adonis wouldn't reach out to Rocky in some capacity... But that wouldn't he wouldn't even really speak to him in particularly uh, in particular in particular in those <laughs> moments when he's talking to his wife to not at least explain to her because to me and I've been in multiple fucking know it all relationships to me one of the most the easiest scenarios where you can address that 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 Italian uh, elephant in the room would be for her to say seeing her man struggling with kind of like the what to do of it all and say, 
Did you call Rock? But again, you know if you're saying? not going to pay and that would have given, Hold on a second. That would have also given... That would also have given Adonis the opportunity to further clarify for any of us dum-dums in the back that didn't put two and two together why he couldn't do that. I made this mess myself. If I got to get I, oh, that, it. That's really good. If I filmed the fucking movie, John, that you didn't want to be part of because the producers fucked you, and then in the script I'm like, and then Adonis calls John, and we explain that John got on a spaceship, and what's it? that's fucked up. That, that's fucked up. I've it, seen trailers because it's disrespectful. Stallone doesn't want to play. It so wasn't that he wasn't invited. Then. It's that so, he doesn't so want to fucking play. So okay, if you want to respect the Italian stallion. I mean, but they don't, though, because they didn't utilize him in the script. But that being said, point, counterpoint, Charlie, why is Stallone listed as an executive producer? Because he has to. He doesn't that's have to. He has, shit, no, he has no fucking rights to the property. He's handed Charlie. You know who Stallone Sean, is in the scenario? That, uh, we hold can't on, work, hold on. I, I don't work hold with this lawyer. Stallone is Siegel and Schuster. <laughs> Pretty shrewd. How many early Superman comics did you see created by Siegel and Schuster? Dick, none. They don't owe him anything at this point. However, they did it as like a little bit of a, oh, look, see. Stallone and did you notice involved, how so early it was it. and he got the screen by himself? It was the first fucking it was the credit. the first one. It was weird. It was weird. It Again, was weird. we're not. We're talking about two. We're talking about three different things. We're talking about the fucking suits, which, as the secret stash can attest, fuck the suits, right? We, because we know that this comes. We can have a whole different fucking topic about what a piece of shit move it is to be able to make billions of dollars off of someone's fucking literal like broken sternum in Rocky Four, whatever the fuck injuries he went through. Um, that's a totally Charlie, different subject. We're also talking quick, about the fact that. that I, I cannot. Comment. I would if I could. I can't. Um, you can't? I yeah. cannot. Yeah, that's why I didn't bring it up. Um, the, the second fucking issue is the reality of what we I didn't put in, you into the script. And then the third one was the fucking, was the flick. So so we can't live and fucking die on the sword of we didn't All get right. what we want. You tell me that once that's a week. That's fair. That's fair. So let me ask you this then. Having swallowed the bitter pill of not rightfully having the Stallone, uh, fucking the Rocky character present way, way, way more than the 0.05% that he was. We're all in agreement that should have happened. Now we're sitting yeah. here. It didn't happen. Okay. So that being said, and acknowledging that Creed, the entire Creed franchise, the setup, the emotions, the play, we even heard a little Rocky music, little fanfare in those final few moments oh i want to get to that too acknowledging all that where would you put this movie just as a straight up fight I, movie i love i love you loved it i love oh, crazy wow crazy, what about it. you i'm not fucking and, crazy and as a i okay don't, okay don't do that subtle dismissal bullshit because your friend's here you're, you're, you're crazy <laughs> you're, you're the I'm one Charlie, that's i'm your friend too man I love you. I know, that's Charlie's why like, I'm trying to show off. I'm gonna get a drink. I'm staying up late today. Gentlemen, please. I am but one man. Please. Okay. Say who all right. You, like you more, don't let show me. up. Hold on. All right, brother Rivera. Let, let me let me try and not try. expect us to fight over you, bro. <laughs> I know. It stinks. You hear me? The whole house stinks. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Let's. Why, why don't we? I'm gonna take control here. 
why don't we why don't we digress a little bit? Let's talk, Charlie. You you love the movie itself, the the movie. Okay, so forget the whole Rocky's not a part of it. Even though I do think this that plays a role in in the execution of the film. So okay, fine. But let's just talk about the movie itself. Let's the movie itself makes no sense. Okay, and not in a and not in a. I realize that when you break down like Rocky three and Rocky four, you're like, this might be the most absurd thing sure. I've ever seen, but uh. it works because, and I think we've talked about this, Rocky three and Rocky four are almost essentially they're superhero movies. That's what they are. That's what if this those franchise movies opened with Rocky reading to his kid. Like, and then I went to Russia and then the whole movie plays See, out. You're like, Stallone's a punchy, Charlie, unreliable narrator. It makes gotta, total sense. Why do you got to make poor Balboa read right away? It's like you got him. First and first, mostly, he got better. He got Look, better. I don't know. He, re- he, he reads, he reads the, the, the book about the ranches and the horses to Adrian while she's sitting there. He learned. He figured it out. Yeah. Okay. Why do you think he she's like, I'm just going to wake up. Just shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> oh, my you God. You read like the real. back of a, a shampoo bottle. Shut the fuck up. I'm awake. Jesus Christ. So, okay. Casey, finish it. So, so we're talking about as three and four and in five, as they progress, they get mid eighties. They become like superhero movies. He ends the cold war. They're, they're at times light and fun and they're ridiculous. And then they, then it starts to take a turn with Creed, but the formula is still there. Creed two, the formula is still there. Creed three takes such a diversion from where the franchise was, which is fine. But if you were going to take a diversion such as this and make it such a family heavy drama, it has to be good. And the problem was that the story didn't make any sense. The only thing about this movie that was great is my fucking man, Jonathan Majors. Okay. That guy. Anything he wants. I feel, and I I don't really want to get into it. I feel so bad that his last two movies, he is playing second fiddle in these, in my opinion, pretty bad movies, and he is so good at everything he does. You know how, like, um, you know how certain, uh, certain people will keep friends around them just to make themselves look a little better. But like, come on, Mongoloid Pack, let's go to the club. And then they're in the front like, oh, honestly, that's that's fucking where Jonathan Major is, is in this point because he looks that much better because of the company that he's keeping. And I'm talking about projects. Charlie, I think we've come to the point where we're going to go ahead and we'll drop a few spoilers just to better... <laughs> Did not the mean to cut you off. Red that's October my is on. Oh, no, that's good. You, you read my mind. So, um, I'm gonna let let's go around the clock again. Obviously, Casey as our guest will take first crack at it. So now we are in that spoiler territory. Um, I think we 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 all agree to certain levels that sans Rocky Balboa, um, if whatever, if you somehow set up this franchise, uh, without ha- coming from the fucking the loins of our of the Italian stallion, 
Uh, it would be a very difficult movie to 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 do that fast. All of the hard work was done by the Rocky franchise before it. Fine, they take advantage of that. Good for them. <laughs> all right, Paul. Good job, brother. Um, but that all being said, I agree with Casey that this was kind of like a big departure. Now, granted, the time jump was significant. They put him in a particular position, which Rocky was always retiring, coming out of retirement for one reason or another. I had really no problem with that. The fact that he fashioned himself into, as another... I mean, Oscar De La Hoya came to mind immediately. Like, these fighters, like, okay, now I'm going to step into a different role knowing the environment. Turns out fucking Adonis didn't know the environment because he was played like a fiddle. He was played like a fiddle. The biggest issue that I had in terms of, like, reality and plot holes and this and the other thing, you, you they played it like, this is boxing now. Oh, here's the Showtime setup. Actually, a buddy of mine... Uh, that I saw the flick with at when that when the Showtime when the like the fight setup that you see on the the cable channels to get you amped up for the pay per views when that played he's like is a movie just starting now I'm like no dude they they're emulating some shit that's on TV nowadays um, so they made it seem like this is this is boxing now this is how it is in what fucking universe are you gonna take a not sanctioned whatsoever fighter and give him a title shot? For multiple titles at the same time. That was the first time where I Ro- Rocky got one, taken a mi- Rocky said, two, no, no, Rocky three, You're Rocky wrong Balboa. What did I just say? What did I just say? Turn your volume up on your earphones. Rocky Balboa was modern, like 2005, cocksucker. Modern, modern, and also that was wasn't a for title a belt. fight. It I was, was exhibition. Kidding. He also wasn't gonna walk away with Thunderlips, uh, fucking title either. <laughs> Um, if he won but, that match fair and square, he would have been the WWF World the second, Heavyweight the Champion. second that they... It, it took me completely out of that particular narrative. Never in a million years. My mind was like, he's going to fucking hurt him sparring. That's that's what's going to elevate us to the uh, to the bad guy role. Also, as well as, how what was happening behind those fucking closed bars where your boy's like, yeah, I'll go... Go fucking pull a Tanya Harding and get caught for it. That must be the best fucking jail friend that anybody has yeah. ever had. But I'm gonna give it back to I, you. Casey. I think. I think. Or frankly, not. I'm sorry. Did you kick it to Casey? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> no, Charlie. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, my Your point show. is this: this sudden desire for the Rocky universe to divorce itself, partially to be more realistic when we want, is a side effect. Of the thing you still haven't mentioned, but John, very specifically, there's an elephant in the room with the Creed series that you haven't brought up yet, so I'll let you get to it eventually. But to pretend that a Rocky movie, let alone the the fucking fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, the ninth Rocky film is going to exist in a world where you can't just get a title shot is fucking insane of you. You're full of shit. Except by your definition, this isn't a Rocky movie. I never. First of all, I never said that. So they I never fucking said the that. Ones, I said they Rocky can't. They get laid it. out all the little chess pieces. And said this is the this is Don't the room in which me. you're gonna play. I didn't say that suddenly Creed three divorced itself from Rocky. I didn't say what you guys said. I I feel Rocky's presence through the film. They didn't pay me to say that like they did the actors. But the fuck he trains like fucking Rocky. He but, thinks like Rocky when he's able to again, put his head to, on straight. To Ellis's point, Apollo Creed get, did give a nobody a shot. In 19 fucking 76, that's yeah, not the boxing world, world that they are is, depicting 
in this movie. Uh, it's, all right, how about this? this? All right, how, how about this? Use the same Showtime shit. How how about this, John? If we want to talk about r- reality, I know that we, you have to stretch reality. These things wouldn't happen in real life, so on and so forth. But if we want to talk about things that never ever would have happened, in what world is Victor Drago, who thinks he deserves a title shot, and is in what world is he getting in a spar with Adonis Creed to help him fight? When did they? No wait. I there don't I give. A, this isn't the NBA. They don't just help each other. There's Why? no chance. What would? But the fucking whole point of Creed Two was that that little fucking soldier boy wasn't filled with fucking malcontent. His dad directed him. Right, but that he's still a professional athlete. He's and still a he, professional athlete. And you don't want to learn you don't want to learn from the fucking same well that the kid you were supposed hold to on, fight. Hold on, Charlie. I'm not talking about like what we would do in those scenarios. What I'm talking about is the fact that they 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 said they had it in the dialogue that Creed was uh, Creed that Drago was currently ripping up the division. So they were setting up a fight for him. It didn't fucking come to fruition because of somebody that uh, that Creed put in a fucking sparring ring, ring with uh, with the guy that he was supposed to fucking take down. There, there actually is real life. Um, was it? Uh, I forget. Somebody beat somebody who was supposed to be lined up. Was it maybe? Was it? Was it the Tyson Holyfield debacle, where <laughs> somebody was set up for a fight and then? Their warm-up fight, they fucking lost. I don't remember, but there are real-life kind of uh, uh, parallels. But um, Casey, just, I mean, again, talking about elephants in the room, we have a full circus of them. Hit us with that moment, that first moment, where you're like, Rocky's supposed to be here, because this is important. Hmm. Um, the first moment I think is probably, I think the biggest moment it <laughs> when is uh, we're in spoiler territory, right? Spoiler, mm-hmm. spoiler, Deep spoiler. Cover your ears. Two, two moments. I mean, when his mom dies? What him are we not doing? Being at, him not it, being at Marianne's funeral. The only thing I can me. say is they rushed, they rushed through that funeral. So that plausible deniability. Because we didn't see his fucking half, you know, brother and sister that clearly never respected his ass. Um, right, that right, right, right. scene but, was a scene they, where it was impossible for me to divorce the movie from reality. I was like, use a siege cardboard cutout of fucking Stallone uh, holding the baby. Like, I would have called Stallone and be like, I would have had the fucking actor playing Marianne. Like, can you call Sly? Can you see if he'll, like, fucking do us a solid? Because that is such a... If I had the money... And someone was like, we could add a poorly done CGI Rocky in that scene. I'd be like, please do it. I'll pay you five hundred dollars. It took it, it took me so it took me so out of it. It sucked nuts it, it, that that hurt. was there, it and it just it was so. It was fuck. That was one of those things that even I was like, oh no! That's where I thought he might show up. I literally thought like this guy loves the characters that he created and like this might be the exception yeah. that proves yeah. the rule. You could have had your, fuck these your, production company. You could have had your little moment. And again, you want to talk about broke kind of my like little character heart. growth. Character growth, character arcs are the only thing 
that makes a story matter. It's not effects. It's not choreography. Forgive me. It's not lighting. It's not cinematography. You can back. You can back pocket all of that shit. It's better, obviously, to have them all. The best things that we end up sitting through do have them all. But you don't. You don't really need them. The most important thing in a storytelling process is an arc from A to fucking B. I'm gonna ask you both. What's Adonis's arc? Oh, and Ellis, uh, I'm gonna get back to yeah, let, Ellis's let, point. I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna say this. I happen just to so love his arc. Ellis's so comment. I, I take mean, it away, Casey. I would like for here, you to okay. To I'm tell me glad. What was. I'm glad you asked this question because I think there's two major issues here. I think I actually, I actually want to talk about Dame's arc because I think that's we'll do it what, comparatively. I don't. I think that's what makes the movie not work because. Dame's arc. It, okay, we need we need to take a step back. Do it. If the one thing that every pretty much every Rocky movie has had is some kind of a and I I, I use the word villain very very lightly here. Okay, sure. villain. Apollo in the first movie, he's not a villain, but he has a purpose. He's just trying to put on a show. Okay, he's an Rocky Rocky two. Apollo uh, Apollo now starts to attack Rocky a little bit because he wants to prove who he is. Rocky 3, Mr. T, Clubber Lang, he's just an angry man who wants a shot. Rocky 4, we got a communist Russian man who knows nothing but fighting. Rocky 5, Tommy Gunn, we all know about his deal. Jealous Rocky 6, Rocky 6, Mason Line Dixon, I mean, he's just a fighter again, wanted to put on a show. Also okay? time. So it's working, it's working. This is the first time where they try, they really tried with a with the villain to give him a little bit more, and I think the issue is that his arc doesn't make sense. Okay. How so? He he comes out of he's out of jail. Yeah. Looking for his friend. Shit house. Okay. He brought some of the jail with him. And he's like, fucking abs and shit. Hey man, can you help me out? Blah, 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 blah. So you're it's telling lying. me, you're telling me this whole thing was a show just yeah. to get him a shot. And yes. then, then his heel turn, his heel turn, wrestling term. How about that? His heel turn is so dramatic that it's ludicrous. Then all it takes was a More fight. Hold on, hold on, Charlie. Hold on, Charlie. Hold on, Charlie. Then he turns so quickly back to be like, yo, man, I, I, I trust you. We fought. So we're good. But if you really break down the movie, they didn't have to fight. They didn't have to fight. All they had to do, all Adonis had to do was sit down and be like, Dame, BT dubs. Oh, bullshit. My mom bullshit. threw away such... the letters. That is such, And it's that over. Is such, that is such a looking... But that's, but that's the thing that you talk about with sitcoms, right? You you, uh, you sit down, you watch oh, a sitcom, yeah. be it good, bad, or in the middle. And Horror at the end of it, phone. by the time the credits are rolling, you're like, well, if he just told them that the girlfriend was in the bathroom and that the plumbing is broken, then that whole episode doesn't have to, doesn't have to happen. Right, that's but the this is, they're trying, story, to, this is they're trying to do something here. At its most simple level, he felt like his life was stolen. He felt like he would have been. There was no room is in that Dame's me? Am head I the one to here, think guys? that 
to think that Adonis oh, no. okay. um, oh, wasn't a worse fighter. Like, that's why they had to fight. Because for but they Dan, didn't. he... What do you mean? Donnie didn't, doesn't have to fight him. He doesn't. Well, and except, if, if the movie... Donnie's... But let me then let's segue that into what Donnie's. Wait, let me ask you a question. Can films? I ask you, yeah. Charlie? Can I ask you a question? Who you were met? you rooting for in the final fight? A little Who bit. Who were you Dean, rooting for? That's a, that's a problem. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm pod. I'm pod committed to Adonis. Charlie, Charlie, um, real quick. I was quick. rooting I, for Damien. But that's that's but a I, problem. I, Charlie, I want you to tell me the arc that you saw because obviously you did see an arc there. I'm only going to say this. Because I do want to acknowledge Ellis is like the greatest commentator, and he echoed my thoughts before we even uh, came to. So let me find it real quick. But I'll say this: you can't help even not having Rocky present or spoken about. He's like a fucking fart in church. Um, and they removed, but you can't the deny that the reason why the, the the superhero antics that happened towards the tail end of the Rocky franchise were so forgivable. So that even there, there were plot holes upon plot holes, and you could see uh, it was like deep enough you could see the people in China. Plot holes were all over the place. Sometimes acting choices were questionable. Sometimes, uh, you know, devices robots were, showed were, up, whatever, <laughs> and taken away, which was problematic. The sexy to me. robot, though. The thing you cannot deny is that Rocky Balboa was never not likable. You all, don't roll your eyes, bro. It's like this podcast. Some of us are fucking. Oh, hold on a second. We are talking about character, though, because where Rocky Balboa is always likable, even when he fucks up, even when he needs to make a change. If he can change, we can change. But let me ask you this, Charlie. Do you find Adonis fucking yes! clean, a likable character? Yes! What, 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 did he, quest, what did he learn? Cinematically, what did Donnie was, learn? Not only does he fucking learn it, they fucking show it. And I, I'm sick of this besmirchment of these films. I'm just kidding. But um, I'm, I'm asking, Donnie, tell me why. Like, what is it about first, Adonis that you really first, like? The first movie, because, and it all comes from what you want out of films and what you need out of films. I have fucking six Rocky films to teach me those lessons. If they were just rehashing another likable guy like Stallone, the whole time I'd be like, well, you're not as good as Stallone, so fuck off. So it had to be different. It couldn't just be a palette swap. It's not Ken DeRayu. What you did needed... you like? Sure. But you're saying so in that the first... Adonis was sure. likable to you. I, he was, right? because in the first so movie... So what was it again, about him that was likable? I'm fucking desperately trying to tell you. The first <laughs> movie, what I like is he goes through this course of this fucking angry, violent, little shitty kid, sure. right, who's saved from what probably should have been like an early and violent death with his fucking mindset. He tries desperately to prove that he was worthy of existence. His okay. father was that. The way that movie ends is him realizing in the in-ring fucking interview... They ask him, what would you say to your dad if you could say anything? And he very, very specifically, right on the fucking nose, says, I would have told him I knew he didn't mean to leave me. Because okay, up so until up until his, his process with Rocky, he didn't believe it. Rocky 2, and it's so shown two. because the way that Rock, the way that Creed 1 ends is the front of his trunk say Creed, the back says Johnson, his mother's last name. So he's able to have both, right? The second I'm automatically film, take a problem with that because those tr trunks should have been 
wrapped around the other way and just had an arrow pointing down because those type of fucking physical uh, visual gags you don't waste opportunities like this that. This motherfucker anyways, trying to work me up so, and then tell so Creed, cock jokes. Just Creed telling two. cock jokes. So tell um, me, okay, Creed, so now you're like, oh, Creed Donnie, two. you deserve to exist. Now Creed 2. Creed 2 is all about imposter syndrome. It's all imposter syndrome, uh, which is a, a, a topic he, that the Rocky films have lost, done. like a bitch. Like a little bitch. Um, that drops the Johnson. Now he's fully embracing creed he's worthy now who's making dick jokes he's uh he's fully embraced creed again it's seen on the fucking trunks in the film it's not subtle storytelling these rocky franchisees this last movie it ends with the full acceptance rewind i'm not gonna let you get away with it so again what is it about that second creed movie Mm -hmm. that you're like i like this guy because, because he's fighting even imposter the syndrome? movie starts with him winning the fucking championship, and it's not enough. And sometimes in fucking life, and Rocky has taught it to us a shit ton. Sometimes in life, man, you think this thing will be the thing that finally makes me happy, and you get it, and it's fucking not enough. It's not enough because if it's done for anyone else, right? It's not fully satisfying. And Creed two ends with him finally going to his father's. Uh, burial site and saying like I I did it but I didn't do it for you I did it for me that was the lesson of fucking all three of these Creed films are him trying to be a complete fucking modern man it's about fucking masculinity in 2023 versus the fucking 80s where I was just having cool abs you know Charlie it's so funny it's so funny I for the most part I agree with you here I oh, really shit, do agree with you about the about about the first two films. I really do, and I think yeah. they completely dropped. So, okay, so what did so he learn? So we agree, John's the... wrong about Creed two. I need I to th- win. Yes, I'm I've said that. Dying. Cut that, guys. Cut that out. <laughs> cut that, guys. Just, so what did he is, learn in Creed three? What is Creed... what is he? What's the message for him in the third movie? Creed three is dropping all of that. He it's he's not just his fucking father son. He's not just a, a, a fucking husband. He's not just some former world champ. It's about fully embracing everything that you are. The fact that he didn't tell Bianca shit about him. The fact that he he says, he verbalizes the fact that he's not fucking good with being able to accept everything he fucking feels. He's not able to be a complete person. And that, the Creed 3 ends with Adonis finally on the trunks. Because even the Creed legacy isn't the legacy he's trying to build. Now it's about being that complete person, building something, almost pulling a fucking Rocky in what he tried to do in Rocky Five. Now's when you fucking give back. Now's when you focus on your fucking family. Now's where it's more than just living up to expectations. It's about fucking completing I'm just real life the, uh, shit. At the time, so so you're you are clearly, clearly on the record, Charlie, and I Absolutely. If I even if I disagree with some of your uh, points, uh, you made them very, very well. Um, Overall, so like a two real... out of ten. I think Creed three really falls. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> so um. So just with with the timing, what it is one out of ten. <laughs> he's like, eh, piece of shit. Um, clearly, you guys, Charlie peer, has... you guys peer pressured me into it. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Charlie's Charlie's got a sweetheart deal with the Winkler camp. Can I All say one sudden, more thing like, before we move tried, on? No, no, I'm, I, I'm gonna give you the uh, final fucking thoughts, Casey, because so this is, this is your uh, playground. 
Um, all, all I'm going to say is, for me uh, as a viewer, I, I feel that Creed... Um, actually, I, I did have a small little game, but um, I, I'll do it uh, on the outro. Um, the Creed franchise doesn't exist without the Rocky franchise. So not to acknowledge it, it, it would be like us fucking saying, you know, President's Day, 4th of July, we could just lose those and we can call it something else. Um, you want to talk about disrespectful, I think that was the ultimate disrespect. Um, because look, you know, everybody knows uh, in the moment you could say something, oh, fuck that, I'm not even hungry and I'm not going to eat nothing. No, I don't want that jacket, I'm not cold. And then fast forward a little bit down the line, you're like, oh, and I'm fucking hungry too. So I think it was a piss poor excuse to not have him included. And, and forget about Stallone, God forgive me. Um, for the fans' sake, because people didn't show up just for Michael B. Jordan, and some people might not realize that. Um, none of this is possible without Stallone, so that's my take on that. I, they Creed three probably didn't have a fair chance with me, but I still think that my breakdown of it, if you eliminate all that stuff, it's only for me. At best, it's an okay boxing movie, and I love boxing movies. Again, for me. Even above Rocky, who who we know is right fucking there. Rocky is probably my number two favorite uh, fight movie. My first is Cinderella Man. And now you lost fucking James J. Braddock. Wow. Guys, James it's been J. really Braddock. fun. I'm going to go. <laughs> if New Jersey had its own money, Braddock would be on the fucking face of him. Australian um, but also Jersey, when you're talking J. J. about Braddock. Got it. Wait, you're, t- <laughs> you're, you're talking about likable... <laughs> I like that movie too, but come on, man. Love it. I, I, it, it for me, again, it's number one. Oh, Raging Bull. It's just such I a love, perfect takedown. I love. Oh, you got that I motherfucker right Raging as Rams, Bull. kid. No, but I'm being serious. I love Raging Bull, but fucking uh, Lamada's a fucking cunt. He's like so hard to root for. It's more so you're like. Who's gonna like? What, is it gonna be life? Is it gonna be fucking Pesci? That film is Who's so much take, different. I don't it, even really consider it a boxing movie. I mean, but they are. Rocky's they really are. not a boxing movie. It, it is what it is. I get. And I get, the last I totally thing that it. I'll say about it, and then again, I'll, we'll go back around the horn. Um, for the directorial fucking debut, look, uh, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan is a huge anime fan. Like that, there are a few things that I know about the cat. Um, and there were those moments in there where you like, whoever conceived of this particular frick, the way that it was put together, you could tell this has anime all This over guy's it. a nerd. Those fucking moments were like the, the crowd disappears and you got fences and you got cages and you, I cannot properly express how much I fucking hated it. I hate it. It was like two. I knew that was movies. coming. One came. Well, at one point, you had the movie up until the, the beginning of the fight. I was grateful that fucking Tessa Thompson's music wasn't involved. I'm like, at least he has that going for him. But the second that you had like all of these kind of like imagery popping, you know, if you had like little flashes to the point where like you know fucking uh, uh, in Fight Club, like, did I just see a dick? Because I was like, I'm the dick. I see a dick on in here, and it's me because I'm sitting through this. I can't, I can't possibly have hated that shit more. But that being said, if it was a Rocky list existence for me, it's only an okay boxing movie. You guys can wrap it up. So uh, it's it's interesting that, and I'll I'll try to make this as as quick as possible. The I saw I saw Take it. Time, dude. I saw it on. 
the IMAX IMAX screen, like the true IMAX screen at Lincoln Center, because I knew they actually the shot it for IMAX cameras. First and sport I film ever. I, and I will say, it looked gorgeous. Okay, sure. it looked incredible. Those moments, those fight moments you're talking about, it didn't fully work for me. But from a film perspective, film nerd perspective, I appreciate that he went for it. He took a big swing, sure. and I appreciate that. So I want to get that out of the way. But really quickly, just the movie itself, the the exclusion of Rocky and all that kind of stuff really wasn't my biggest hang-up. All that did was exacerbate the issues that I already had with the movie itself. So I want to make that very clear, that the the Rocky portion of it wasn't what really bothered me that much. On it just it was the cherry on top. I just didn't think it was very good. Also, just one, just two more things. One, the biggest staple of any Rocky movie, and this is in the Rocky franchise, is the training montage, right? This training montage was not very good. That's number one. Um, except when like... he was, except when he was pulling the fucking plane. I was like, that's cool. The rest that of this was a didn't cool work. Visual. Yeah. That was one. The training montage wasn't good. And two. And this is now I'm going to go back to the exclusion of Rocky. If you are not going to really acknowledge him, if you're not going to say his name, if you're not going to use anything Rocky-centric the entire time, then in my opinion, you did not earn those last eight bars of fanfare for Rocky at the end of the fight. I'm sorry. If you, wanna, if you want to cut and make your own story, leave it out. Because at the apex of your film, you're still using Conti's music. I'm sorry. It was like that a, is not okay. I, I, the it was only like, thing like, a, I just, like a rich person on horseback. Like, here, here's some crumbs. The Fuck only out of here. thing I take umbrage is I, I fucking despise the the, and and I apologize because it's not you. It's me, and it's what other some other people have said. We keep talking about it like fucking Kugler was like, you know, it'd be dope. Let's completely remove the element that made me so desperately want to tell this story in the fucking first place. This is suits fucking us. This isn't. This That's isn't the fine. desire. But I yeah, agree. But then, but then don't use with, the music. Don't use it. I, Nobody's. And I, I'm not blaming Kugler. I'm not blaming Jordan. I'm not with, blaming. I agree with I'm not the any of the people the, involved. The anime aspect. I love that they went for it as much as like we tried it. It didn't work. Um, the, the last thing I want to say, cause I've made my fucking opinion very clear is actually two things right now. We're on the chase to 30 on Twitch. If you're on Twitch, we're trying to get 30 followers. It's a new platform for us that we're trying to fully embrace. If we get to 30, John and Casey, I, I'm more concerned about Casey cause I'll just beg John until he cries. We'll on discord. We'll start. We'll really start taking advantage of our discord Will you join us for over the course of a couple months? Let's watch Creed 1, 2, and 3 in a Discord with whoever wants to come. Would you be down for that if we hit 30 yes. on, Are you me? on Twitch? Can, so I, the, can I just say one, one other thing? Let's hope and pray that these Creed movies, uh, I, when these movies come out, I want them to lead people that haven't seen the Rockies back to the Rockies. Please, I hope they do, do a mega box I hope, again. I hope to God that these movies don't just, oh, I know those Creed movies. Wait, there was something before it? Nah, I'm good. I hope that it leads them back. 
because I think can I go one step further? It should it can should. I go one step further? I hope the next trilogy. Um, this is my two dollar pitch. I hope Amara in like the fucking Def Olympics. Uh, <laughs> but you get Stallone back. You get Stallone back. Let's train run it Amara. back. Let's. Let's pay this motherfucker what he deserves. Let's Oof. do like the Olympics with a fucking young, deaf ass Amara whooping ass because that chick was fucking adorable. Yeah, the only, only lighthearted part of the entire fucking movie. Can somebody crack a joke? Just one. Can we have Where's, a little bit of fun? We need. Can we we can need we like a Paul character. Appropriate jokes. You but know, once again, was, uh... my pitch, let's figure out, let's pay Stallone what he deserves. Let's make sure that he's able to leave. Uh, he's able to properly get everything he wants because God knows we all love him. Right. But come on. The rights, let's, he, let's, at least let's partial fucking, do fucking rights. Again, uh, the Casey, Sash says Stallone it. in the trailer. It's time Stallone for Erwin Winkler trailer. to kick You're watching it. the fucking bucket. I'm sorry. Erwin, well, he gotta but, go. But that's and not to not to expound Please. upon the politics of it. But the problem is, like, he just willed the rights to his kids. That's actually what flared up like a fucking proverbial. And if we and if this is a Wilpon situation, it's gonna get even worse. Could you yeah, think so, Steve so, Cohen can buy the rights to Rocky too? Is that possible? I mean, that'd be fucking you know, sweet. It's all it's all possible, it maybe. Make, he, he it would make everything. the holdings that much more fucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, appreciable but um people probably forget but again that i did kick this off so i'm gonna wrap it up again guys if you haven't seen creed 3 uh even if you fucking hate it or if you love it as much as charlie did or uh, if you're someplace in the middle like casey and myself it's worth watching because it, people will be talking about it rocky balboa he's he's part of the zeitgeist as charlie likes to say he is he's woven into the culture uh, this, if you're at the end of what used to be the fucking, the, the, the great Hollywood fucking ride in Disney, you know you've made a character that's uh, deserved of forever status. And Rocky Balboa has forever status. Adonis Creed, I'm not really that sure about, but that's my opinion. Make your own opinion. Go out and see it if you haven't. Um, if you have seen it, obviously you agree with me. Uh, but in any case, Charlie, we have come to that point. If you watch this movie and you do not have a strong opinion one fucking way or another, you, just like that toy boy George Lucas, are a goddamn liar. Why? Because Han shot first. That's right. And we got a graphic for it that I forgot about. <laughs> My blood pressure's Hell all yeah. up and shit. Woo! Salute. Han first, baby. Uh, I think Woo! everyone's seen it, by the way, because it's uh. made a fajillion dollars. That doesn't speak see to quality. See it again. But in a packed march, yeah, please see it again. I want that fucking spin-off uh, Amara movie. I'll, di I'll direct it. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I will, too. Like, I'll, I'll fucking, whatever. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, you two I'll, will have I'll, to I'll lie to me. For you. I'm like, yeah, one I got this thing, guy. even if some people don't like Creed, something that I know for a fact is divisive as shit. Hulu has sequelized one of the greatest movies of all time. And I'm, of course, talking about History of the World, part two. Um, I, right out the gate, first thing I want to ask my lovely panel tonight 
how much on a scale of one to ten rank them. Um, <laughs> what are your feelings on the first History of the World? History of the World Part 1 for me, before we'll kick it to Casey and then John. <laughs> History of the World Part 1 was the first Mel Brooks movie I saw. Wow. And was able to, like, understand. Really? That's and it's your first one? That was my very no first shit. one before even Spaceballs. So I think my, my History recollection is of the is world imperfect. broke Charlie's cherry. <laughs> Literally, History of the World is so good that I think at the time, my like favorite comedy, I just threw out a window. Because I was just like, this, what is this garbage that I've been giggling at my whole life? And then it was Spaceballs, and then it was um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. And then I, I literally then just got fully obsessed. Uh, it is a fun fact that my brother and I, our mother, her favorite uh, comedy, certainly maybe her favorite film is Young Frankenstein. That was the second black and white movie I ever watched willingly. It was Clerks and then that. Mainly because Frau Blucher <laughs> is based on our mother. Like she, she even She even has like the German dresses for no good reason. I'm like, what's going on here, Ma? What's your life? Um, Mel Brooks and his recurring gags are always welcome in my life. There is never a time where my day isn't improved with a Mel Brooks flick. Um, so I, this is the first time in a long time someone was like, they're doing History of the World Part 2 with like all of your favorite people. And my instant reaction was like, no thank you. I've and seen some the of Space your Balls. least favorite people. I've yeah, I've seen Spaceballs the cartoon, hard pass, um, and then I sat down and I have all sorts of feelings. But before we get to those feelings, John, what's your feelings on history of the world? What's your feelings on Mel? I'm sorry, I'm a liar. I was gonna go to you last. Yeah, Casey, guest, guest. What e are first, your dude. first of all? Hearing Charlie say, <laughs> "No, I'm good." What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I've never heard that in my life. Charlie's like, oh, you're going to make Rocky 75 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 895,002? I'm in. on Fat April. But somehow, somehow History of the World is his line of demarcation? What the Well, I actually think, Casey, and we're not going to let the spotlight leave you, but this is the complexity of Charlie, I always want more, unless it's something I really love. Like, <laughs> like the minute you're like, back to the future four, I'm like, I'll chop your fucking yeah. head off, bitch. You will wow. die in a fire. I got, I, I have to call bullshit. I apologize, because I know we have just fucking, we have decimated the time, the time, because Charlie, if, if, if a variety posted, before this podcast was done, if variety posted... Spaceballs 2, about to drop the search for more money. Charlie's online. He is online tonight, and he is cosplaying somehow a character that appears in the movie that we haven't seen yet. It's in pre-production. He's already yeah. at the AMC. Just be like, but he's waiting for two and a half years. He's got the phone. But... He's hot no, I... Yeah, shit, I... you're lying. I think I'm more on brand because I heard History of the World Part 2, I said no thank you, and then I had the Hulu app open. And I was like, when are you going to reload? She's like, let's start. So not yet. Is it midnight yet? I'm a hypocrite. Like, I thought it was well documented that I'm a fucking hypocrite. 
but I had existential dread. That's the difference. Ninja Turtles 4, excited. History of the World Part 2, I'm a scared little boy. Wow. I'm a complex so, baby. So, Casey, wow. okay. did, you, did you jump right in feet first, or did you take our, um, unlike our, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Al, um, did you jump to episode two like it was recommended? Did you just say no? Let me begin. No, at the because I, I'm a, uh, I view things as they were meant to be viewed. I guess that is my nerd way of so putting it. So you never turned on Hulu. I, <laughs> yeah, I said fuck this. I'm not watching. <laughs> I, I, I watched episode. I watched one first, and unfortunately, I think that was a mistake. But we'll get. We'll. I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, but. Just going back, just to Mel is, I mean, he's fucking Mel. He's a god. I love Mel. He's a comedy god. He he is he can he can do pretty much pretty much no wrong. Uh, History of the World Part One is one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, it I can quote it nonstop. Demonet, Demonet, count the money, count the money, all all of it. Okay, so when I heard that they were making this. Normally, now you guys know me, normally I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know me how I feel most of the time about legacy sequels and all that kind of stuff. Like, you got to prove it to me. But I heard History of the World Part 2 was coming out, and he was part of it. And I said, okay, I'm in. I will, I'll watch it. I, I'm in. I think Mel knows what he wants, and I heard most of the people that were – that are part of it or some that I really, really like some that I'm not that big on, but I'm a huge Nick Kroll guy. I like, um, Ike. I can't, how did, I don't remember how Aaron to Holtz. pronounce his last name. Yeah. I, I really like him. Um, I heard some other people that are going to be part of it. I said, okay, th this could work. And, uh, whoo, mixed bag would be the easiest way, uh, to put it. Uh, there are some stuff, there's some stuff that's really legitimately funny and we can talk about what and why and spoiler alert, that's the reason why it's funny is kind of a problem of the whole series, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of excited and I, I, I'm three episodes in and I'm, okay. uh, you know, it's <clears throat> all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch this a couple times and then I'll, and then I'll never, is... I'll never revisit it. Let's put it that way. Well, we're not quite finished yet. So anyone who's unfamiliar, obviously the original History of the World Part 1, it's um, it's one of those things that you put out there. If you have never seen the movie, even if you're not, if you, if you wouldn't uh, describe yourselves as a Mel Brooks fan, <clears throat> the best part about the movie, the original movie, History of the World Part 1, um, which it was named decades ago, and Mel had no intention, I think, to actually make a, a Part 2. Uh, which makes the fucking, which is all part of the gag. Like, he's so smart, he works a gag into the fucking title of the flick. Um, but that all being said, the the movie is set up as a series of, of vignettes. Some longer than others. And then they wrap it up, they kind of tie it with a very, very nice little bow. To me, I find it hilarious. Um, however, people who I've introduced that movie to that weren't aware of it prior, um, they would have described it even then. And this is, to me, a comedy classic as hit or miss. Because from vignette to vignette, and, and I would put it also like as a non-list maker, that's one of those flicks I'm like, I like this, and then I like this, and so on and so forth. 
and then there are certain parts in the flick where I'm like, okay, now I'll go take a piss. Um, it's okay for me to step away from the screen. Poor the series, but John, is there the uh, in that the film? Way. Is there any vignette in History of Part One that you le- that you don't like that you don't find funny? Truth be told, it's uh, and this is not a this is not a, a, a like an a escape hatch. It's too late at this point. I've seen the movie so many times. It's like a like a comfort blanket. It's like a weighted blanket. Uh, the dogs get underneath it. Like no socks are necessary. It's just a warm, fuzzy feeling. So even day one, the first time I ever saw, I'm like, that one didn't exactly work as well as uh, as maybe some of the others. Um, now I, I almost like to just appreciate them because of their. It's not the the, the, okay. the parts uh, individual. It's, it's the whole. I just wanted a little bit of uh, context before yeah. we get into it. I thought I'm yeah. a better. Okay. I'm a better example for that, John. Is that all that you finish? I just want to. No, no. I just want to finish the thought really quickly because it, it, it'll it'll get away from me very quickly. I'm very old man. Um, watching the series, there was a there was a larger for me. I'm like, pretty good, pretty good, pretty 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 good. There, but the but the um. The difference between like, oh, that skit was great and the skits that didn't work for me are greater in this. And I think a lot of that has to do with a tremendously larger writing room. Mel Brooks never wrote anything completely on his own. A lot of people don't realize, Charlie, you brought up the fucking The Vaulted and uh, rightfully so, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein was more uh, fucking Gene Wilder than, than Mel Brooks, but there was a collaboration involved. So... Uh, some writing rooms were bigger than others. However, they were never as big as the writing rooms that we're seeing on the credits of this show. And I think that has a large part to do with the unevenness of uh, uh, fucking vignette to vignette. Granted, they're smaller and they're multi-parts, which I don't always love. Give it to me all. I don't care if there's a whole episode that's just one thing or another. Um, but that's my experience. And that's with one episode still to go. They're doing it on a nightly basis on Hulu, and then you can watch uh, everything all together. Joker, welcome back, my brother. Um, but Charlie, um, yeah, now take yeah, just the, to piggyback because I don't want to freak. So the the caveman sketches in History of the World Part One took me about ten years to love them. Yeah. So that had for you me, seen had you seen two thousand and one, but when you saw the sketch, already. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Really? The, yeah, to be like, maybe an, not like the, a fucking embryo. Honestly, honestly, probably not. But by like the fifth viewing, I had because gotcha. at that point I was obsessed, and it didn't, it didn't save it for me, right? Like right. it still wound up being that that You're segment like, where oh, I'm they gonna ripped go, off Mel Brooks. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking take a piss. And and again, there's a lot of those sketches. Now, with that being said, on a long enough timeline, Mel does no wrong. I feel like if I went back and revisited Spaceballs, the, the cartoon, I'd be like, eh, good enough. Because um, that is ultimately uh, my, my main motto. And anyone who's looking to date me, keep that shit in mind. Um, <laughs> for me, the the series was, what a first of all, first it's of all, business cards, Casey. The, fact that they didn't, business cards. the fact that they didn't call this History of the World 2 Part 1 bothers me like there was a fucking weird title play the fact that they just went like history of the world part two like eat a dick or or just Someone history of the world joke. part one part two like it's yeah. right there oh my it's god right there. i love that or like history of the world part b like some horse shit <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I'd be yeah, like, yeah. Ah, they didn't yeah. name it good 
Also, just very important because Ellis asked in the chat, which I always love questions from the chat. Uh, Mel Brooks very much still alive and he's not allowed to pass away. I cannot handle that shit uh, emotionally. Um, my thing with the series is I didn't understand why they were doing it the way they were doing it. Why wasn't it just a movie with sketches? Why is it a series? If it is a series, is it going to be ongoing? So those questions to me, with episode two, I, I think episode two is very, very funny. I, episode two, I was like giggling like a little schoolgirl. Episode one is one of the least funny things I've ever fucking seen. Then episode three, three settles into like this sketch works, this doesn't. If I frame it like SNL, which feels like what they're trying to do almost, but just using historical shit that without being drunk history, which isn't a show I really appreciate. If I knew I was going to get 20 episodes, I think I'd be more excited for tomorrow when the, when the next episode drops. Like there's something about it being a, a bigger package than a movie, but smaller than episodic television that I'm like, this, this fucking doesn't feel... Well, well you know what it is, and, and this is, uh, this is my, my best guess, because I, I did have that thought also. Um, the second that you had carryover from one episode to another of, like, running gags, um, which, I, which I appreciate. Like, fucking give me a comedian that doesn't have a, a callback to wrap up their set, and this is just like a long fucking, you know, a set with, with costumes and uh, literal sets. The second that they had from one episode to another, like, continuing storylines, I was a little bit confused also. I would have personally preferred, not that anybody asked me, I would have preferred, okay, give me that give me that whole spiel for the full fucking episode. Give me the Russian Revolution for the entire fucking episode, except, and it occurred to me, I don't know if you guys are, well, I know Casey's not. Charlie, are you caught up, so to speak? Do you see the episodes that, that would have dropped? Uh, well, obviously I did. we're doing this now, but, okay, so we have one left. Um, when I realized the interconnected na uh, nature, with, and it wasn't always obvious that certain things were going to carry over, then I understood why they're doing Which it the way they did. Kind I don't of what mind the it. film did, but it's not I to still the very, think... very last. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Not so wait a minute. Scene. So, so you're saying that the the structure will make more sense as we get. As you progress, to the yeah. end. Yeah, you... the more the more uh, little fucking vignettes that you watch, you'll see the threads that connect them. And the the issue, honestly, it's very easy to fucking be Monday morning quarterback with it when these are all like brilliant and very successful comedians and comedians. Uh, is that that would have worked better if you took? Obviously, Mel Brooks can do whatever he wants. You know, uh, I keep on waiting for him to show up too. I'm like, why isn't he here? This should be Mel Brooks playing this. This should be Mel Brooks. Um, and it's because he's made out of like tissue paper and hope at this point. Oh yeah, just Plato. Oh and fuck it, I love him, but he's <laughs> but old. He's he's very old. Um, but but to make that work better, you would have certain actors only play. Agreed. One particular character because there was a weird decision made. You can't have a, a carryover, and I think honestly that has to do with the the higher level decision making 
who's producing, whose names yeah. attached means that they're going to have X amount of... There are some actors who we didn't see until like the last moment. Like, where the fuck have you been? This is one of my favorite motherfuckers out there. It feels um, a little I... bit like a COVID show. It feels like they filmed in bubbles. So, like, some people were only available for, like, one afternoon. That's it was, possible. I, I didn't understand the just frame. Just the fact that there are work. such names involved. Like, Jack Black, I'll use as an example. Fucking Jack Black's bits are, to me, I'm like, this is, I, I'm loving this. And also, as a history uh, appreciator, um, I, I'm, loving, <laughs> I'm loving some of the things that are happening. But Jack Black, you only see him for one. I love the... Um, I love the uh, the jackass bits. I'm like, this is oh my is god, dude. Let me tell you, that was awful, the that first time that things. they did that. I I literally laughed. That was probably one of the few times that I laughed out loud, just because you saw him, and you're yes. like, oh, he's gonna do a thing. That's funny. And then they cut back to him again, and you hear the fucking music. I was like, that okay, that's that, funny. Well but done. I well think done. the issue is that it's the so second. like it's. I guess all comedy can be hit or miss. Like, it, it is what it is, right? Not everything is going to hit. That's fine. But I think the issue is that there are at least three episodes in. There are so many, in my opinion, misses that it's mm, – it's. Okay. I'm feeling a little bit of like, all right, can we – all right, can we move on? Yeah. Like, this is – can we get to That's something right. better? I'm, and then something will come if up. If they're longer, if they're longer, that becomes – like that becomes tough. Like, okay, I get it. But that's the great thing about Hulu, baby. Like, I got like I'll, I'll give you one. And again, this is spoiler warning also. And Casey, you might not have gotten here. I'll, I'll be general about it. There's and a if so tough bit. shit. I already put Go, up the alarm. Trust me, I'll You're be okay. So needy. I'll live. There, please. There's a a Beatles bit, who, and it 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 really falls flat for me. Now the thing about it though is. I'm not a huge Beatles guy. Yeah. Starting to appreciate some of the individual uh, entries, but um, this is the, the, the this is the tough pill to swallow in this instance, guys. Not every one of these bits are for us. Yeah. There are some bits that they put together. And that's why that they're they bad. That they fucking put. <laughs> well, yeah. For us, for us. But they're like, look, if you get this, you're gonna love it. And and we we sometimes. Like referring to people, like there are there are flicks, there are shows, there's music, there's whatever books. I'll love it, and I'll still only recommend it to certain people. Yeah. I'm like Casey's gonna love this. Charlie will fucking hate it, yeah. and vice versa. And and but you, you know, know what, John? I think the issue is that if okay, all three of us are Mel Brooks guys, right? Sure. We're in. You say Mel, we're mm -hmm. in. This show should be for us. Yeah. It should be. And the but fact that not some... every scene. Not every vignette. Yeah, There's but... gonna be some that it, are, some... Just... that's fine. That's fine. If if the type if of comedy doesn't quite work, Mel not Brooks. funny is if not his funny. Fingerprints... Not funny is not funny. I think Let what Casey's saying. Let me ask you this. What Casey's saying is there were too many women like... in the writers' room. There were too many women in the scenes. Casey is saying very distinctly and definitively. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, that, 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 that is exactly Casey what I'm saying. Casey hates women. Yeah, yeah that's he right. hates them. Yeah. Oh, awful. Awful. Except uh, for the one that walked right by me before. Yeah, go ahead, Bye. Casey. Take a leak of that lease real quick, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll give plenty of time for the readjustment. Um, 
look, but what I'm going to say is this. When they're putting it together, again, there are so many writers that are involved. You can almost kind of fucking tell who certain things are for. Mm-hmm. What what group is being spoken to at this point? And I don't begrudge them. Like, knock yourself out. Mainly because of the, the way that this show is put together. It's going to be over in a minute. Maybe the next one will be that much will be will be more for me per se. Um I don't really think there's any like stink like complete stinkers. There are just some that don't particularly make me laugh, which is okay. I, I think that, and that's some, where I disagree with you. Right stinkers, that's where I disagree yeah. with you. I think there are some really big stinkers. Okay. That's fair. Which is really unfortunate. Casey's playing both sides of the Rivera fence tonight. He just always has to break one of our hearts real definitively, but this time he's breaking John's. Thus, I love you again, Casey. Um, I'm nothing if not honest, fellas. You know Casey, that. Casey, can I ask you? Can I ask you an interesting question, and then I'll kick it to you, John? Please. If History of the World Part Two, yep. or Part Two, if it were a YouTube show, and mm-hmm. if it was just individual segments. So if it wasn't structured as a show, here's the world part two, the channel. And you're like, oh, revolution, part one, this, that. I personally am enough of a YouTube guy. That shit would have worked. What I would have absolutely watched it out of order. I would have like skipped the shit that I didn't think I was interested in or begrudgingly watched it after. For me, this is the first time in a long time, and maybe it's because it's how I've watched SNL the last few years. I almost wish I could just fucking cherry pick segments, because at this point, mm. I know which segments I'm not going to fucking That's like. really I actually interesting. think it would have, speaking to John's point, that maybe it's like new Coke. They're going for a new fucking audience. Give it to us in a newish format. Don't put it on fucking TikTok, because I don't know how to work it. But like something like YouTube, I can wrap my dumb head around i wonder if it was presented it's already not a movie not really a show certainly not a half hour show well it's what a, if it's it was presented sketch, kind of sketch it's at a time? sketch show and and you 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 name dropped snl and i think it's appropriate because very very soon we're going to have um these are just gonna be like oh did you see did you see the jesus uh, bit oh did you fucking see the kirby enthusiasm bit like, and that's how this very quickly is going to be referred to as. Um, and I think that that's the 2023 of it all. Like, that's kind of just where we are with a lot of our entertainment delivery systems. But I didn't see sit down watching thinking SNL, and you, you name dropped them uh, early as well, you thunder-stealing son of a bitch. Um, no, for me, it felt more like drunk history. It really did, in both of the way that it was shot the way that it was framed and in the timed segments of it, um, it really did feel like Drunk History. Now, Drunk History, I like. I'm, I'm a fan of that uh, show, and uh, they haven't made a new one in a minute. But um, those are also, you can call them uneven, you know, I guess, where there are some like, I'll definitely go back and rewatch this particular one or that particular one. Yeah, but, but you I know what the difference is, though, John? Stop thinking about it episodically. I don't think they don't make like us wait. For their second and third punchline, they tell their story, and then we move on to something True. else. I and, almost but, think like we have something. Some the curb, the curb one. Who, now we're going to yeah. talk about it a little bit. Woo! It's fucking funny, okay? And then they stop. Inspired. And then they go to something else that's yeah. really not funny, 
But and that, you're like, that's that's my if I have to have an issue. The structure it, is not that's it's my not issue. good. The if the reason that the movie works the curb bit top, beginning yeah. to end. I don't care if it's a whole episode or if it's half of an episode or whatever. That's how I would prefer it. Right. The the re, the reason that the film the the movie works is one, it's because it's just better and funny. Okay. It's just but, milk. They it's, it's right the Creed and three of movies. They oh, awesome. yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. You. Okay. You know what, guys? It's, it, I, I just can't do this anymore. I got to go. <laughs> uh, you they yes, they segmented their stuff. But if I'm I remembering, who knows? It's it's been a while since I've watched it from start to finish. It's been a while. You tell a story. Then, hey, we're going to go to Moses on top of the mountain. And now, hey, now we're in Rome. And we're going to tell this silly story. And now we're in France. It's Casey. not we're in France. We're in Rome. We're in the cave. Oh, we're back in Rome. Oh, we're back in the yeah. cave. And now where we, no, where are we you going? Know what it was, I, you know I would it was not more, have I just, I just watched the movie. There's way more itty-bitty baby bits. Yeah, which are really fucking funny. Command. Oh, fuck. This show has none of that because they, but I guess because they couldn't afford it time-wise. If it wasn't an itty-bitty baby bit, the joke would have gone stale too quickly. Also, you know true. I mean, there are some that are saying like, "Okay, here's the punchline." I could That's use it. more no baby bell jokes needed, or uh, that we could fucking come up with that were, that were worth their salt. Well, how about this? I mean, look, we love Kroll, right? We love him. I love him. I know so, you do, Charlie. I think you do too, right? Because I fucking adore him. I, I've never anything I've ever seen him do, whether it's Big Mouth or the, the Kroll show. His stand-up stuff, I always find him funny. This is the first time that I'm seeing him in skits, and I'm like, "Did he? Did he write this? Did, it, it's, are it's, we sure he wrote? Because it's not funny, and, and I don't want to be so harsh. Well, but it's to, to I'm kind of I'm surprised. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, speak that that uh, harshly on it. I will say this. Nick, you gotta have more voices, bro. Like there, he there sounds like voices. Coach Steve. He sounds like Coach Steve. He also <laughs> sounds like a uh, fucking Gil Faison. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is he playing this like a Gil Faison ancestor? Is... Yeah, I think Big Mouth ruined his idea of voices because he's like, I've used so many, I don't know where else to go. This I, is I where guess. I'm a piece of shit. I was like, ah, Coach Steve voice. <laughs> Guys, uh, let's let's wrap up the segment on this. Uh, it's a very water. very important question. It's a nice. It's a very very <laughs> uh, important question for me. Bring on History of the World Part Three. I think they can use this as a springboard to tighten oh. up, to clean up. Um, I, I don't think that this concept is um, not worthy of of moving on. Although, again, maybe a smaller writers' room. Uh, we're gonna have Casey finish it up. John, what do you think? Do you do you want more at this point, or have they burned all your goodwill? Um, no. R wrap it up. Whatever the original intention was, it's there. It exists. No need to kind of continue to beat. Maybe not a dead horse, but definitely like a limp, lame one. Put him out to pasture. Let him uh, eat grass and smash the mares, and uh, wrap it up. Because again, my boy Mel, God, God, God bless him. I hope he lives forever. But if he only has X amount of time, X amount of projects left uh, in front, this shouldn't revisiting this one shouldn't be shouldn't be one of them. Yeah, I Casey. agree with you. I haven't I haven't finished it yet, so I can't say definitively. But based on what I've seen so far, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. Me too. But I think I'm I'm good. 
I'm good. This I'm isn't Dracula I, I dead and loving it. Movie reviews. I'm good. I, I want you to do movie reviews, and that's one of the options. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's a instead great of thumbs idea. Up, thumbs down. You just instead, hand of, like... instead of like the uh, who was the, the critic? That, it stinks. I'll just be. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Dynamite. What'd you what think about? about uh, what'd you think about Dora versus the Machines? Uh, I'm good. Just okay. like like did, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm good. I'm good. All right, so the future seems to lie in your hands as opposed to Creed, where even those of us that didn't love it think it's worth watching to develop an opinion. I do think ultimately, you, whichever one of us you trust, none of us are like, it's fucking the best. If you haven't seen History of the World Part 1, though, that's probably a better expenditure of your time. Let's pay some of these glorious bills. The do good it. news Ladies and gentlemen, is today we are brought to you by Raycon's newest headphones, the U.S. Comics exclusive. You send me a hundred bucks, I'll send you a twenty-dollar pair of headphones with a sticker on it. That is our brand new promotion. Just write to me. I never saw Penny one, John. Nor do I remember signing any kind of agreements. Oh, that's good because uh, Once we again. do have agreements. Because he's good. He's good. Because the good news for you beautiful people is we are unlike other pods who sell out for any random brand that's willing to pay. No, no. Today we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands, and that of course is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. If you're wondering where else Damn you can straight. catch their act, you can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. You can stay up to date at BadMary.com for merch and upcoming performances, including their tour to japan that's coming up but my absolute favorite part is their entire discography is available on all music streaming services damn straight and then that just leaves one question where we drop in with sergeant finesse you can find him gaming on facebook of course he is also ex uh, fucking checking out the new waters over on kick.com multiple streams every day outstanding video game content supporter games co-streams giveaways contests don't be a sucker. Check him out today when the Sarge is on deck. You salute. Anyways, that kind of leaves up with, with the most fucking important thing to be going on in my life. At least since the last two minutes when Charlie disagreed with me for the 50th fucking time this episode. Just got to show off for the company. Something's never changed. So I Look at the sweater. He's over. so hot. Charlie, it is getting uh, hot in here. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I would have friends over, and little third, fourth grade Charlie be like, Hey, what are you guys doing? I'm like, Charlie, I got friends over, get the fuck out. And Charlie be like, John farts in his sleep. <laughs> Charlie just loves showing off for my boys. Um, but that it all being too. said, it really does work, son of a bitch. Um, something came across my personal newsfeed that was both shocking exciting and titillating all at once um charlie i know you're going to be more familiar than not but casey does the name brian michael bendis hold any importance to you i can tell you it does not it's fair it's fair because this is the type of guy i'm good who, no 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 need to apologize this is the <laughs> kind of guy if he was a chef he would have the type of kitchen that did not have the large voyeur window built into the wall, right? He's the type of cat that sits back, he does his job, then he sits back in the cut and he just watches everybody uh, appreciate his work. 
Brian Michael Bendis is one of the, not just the longest, most hyphenated fucking names in the game. <laughs> he's one of the most accomplished. He is, he has worked for all the bigs. He's worked for Marvel. He's worked for DC. He has his own fucking imprint. But he's also, as well as, in essence, worked for every fucking single independent comic uh, um, uh, fucking uh, company that exists out there. And his work is always stellar. Now, he's a comic book writer by trade you are familiar with his work though casey if you have ever watched a fucking marvel flick if you've ever watched a uh, a fucking superhero uh played a superhero video what, what's game. Ma- what's marvel exactly what what is that Have, did i they're, they're this that? company that um, a, they just keep on fucking trucking along and just <laughs> putting stuff out every fucking day uh, make i sure like I, to kind okay. of i like to equate them to the um they're like the school lunch cafeteria there's always something going to be coming out. It's just some days it's like Pizza Fridays. Some days it's Twin Taco Days. Some days it's Meatloaf. You're going to get something come hell or high water. Um, but Brian Michael Bendis, on top of being an unbelievable artist, uh, artist by, by, by artist I mean writer, um, he's also bald as fuck. So he's just kind of like he disappears into the distance of middle, middle-aged men. Um, he's award-winning. He's got multiple Eisner Awards. He's got Wizard Magazine Awards, Comic Buyer's Guide Awards, E3, People's Choice. Uh, he's got an Inkpot Award sitting up on the shelf. He's actually won more than he's lost as far as the nominations. He's only been nominated for four awards that he didn't fucking win. Um, he's, he's, he's the real deal. Now, the thing about people like this in the arts, and I don't care which arts you are talking about far more interesting sometimes are the behind the scenes hijinks comparative to what's been put out there into the world a lot of times you don't hear about those behind the here's a here's a prime example one of the best things and uh where it is now it's paramount plus maybe the making of the godfather is such an outstanding entertainment that it to me actual rivals the fucking thing that they're talking about making the making of the, help me out Casey is that on Paramount Plus is it on uh, I believe um, it's Paramount Plus the offer it's Paramount Plus perfect yeah the I offer. believe so thank you very much it's so outstanding again it rivals the Godfather and I have Godfather way 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 on the top of the mountain but it's just outstanding um, Brian Michael Bendis has. So, uh, uh, such a type of endeavor going on. So under his own banner, I'm going to put it up for you guys too. Um, he kind of talks about his behind-the-scenes uh, workings. Now for him, obviously his world predominantly is the comic book world. But he has been tapped by Hollywood on multiple occasions. Obviously, again, the video game world and uh, the streamers and, and what have you, like his own creations uh have have been brought to life in that way um but he went out and he put in strip form and it's been since been collected um his adventures in hollywood land uh and and they're the type of stories that you would never have fucking seen coming he's coming back with another such output but he is talking about a very very specific experience because he was so beloved in the comic book world when the most recent comic book to make the leap 
to the stage in musical form. Yes, that is an actual thing. Comic books are an American art form, as are musicals. So is jazz, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of it, and baseball. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was an actual fucking thing. And Brian Michael Bendis had a lot to do with it. He is going into the nitty-gritty, the nuts and the bolts, the fucking down and dirty of it all, of this unmitigated, absolute fucking disaster of a shit show, which was also a musical. Yeah, you too, Joker. We'll talk during the week, brother. We'll get set up for next week. Guys, don't forget, we're going to have Joker stream with us here live next week. So get ready for it. Get ready for it. Going to be a good one. Um, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was a fucking nightmare. Brian Michael Bandis in animated form is going to tell us all about what the fuck. What happened? How the hell did things go so bad over there? Uh, so again, as our guest, Casey, we're going to take it to you. You, what were your first impressions? I mean, again, with the theater background that we all share, um, with all the fucking disasters that were coming to light seemingly on a daily basis, what was your first impression? Did, actually, I'll ask you this. Did you ever have the, the, the bad luck to actually see it on stage? You know, I didn't. As sad as that is, I like... Thank the it, spider goddess that I you did, did it, my I friend. always had the morbid curiosity. But I think when it was, I think when it was up, I was real broke. And I was like, <laughs> ah, if I'm going to go see something, it's going to be because I need to go see it. So I never got the chance. But obviously, being connected to the theater world and knowing what's going on, I know all the stories, all the the, the plummets from, from the heavens of all the poor Spider-Men. All spider the just falling out and, of the sky like yeah, so many biblical frogs it's it's actually it's almost it's 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 kind of unbelievable that this happened like there are shows that come to broadway and are a fucking nightmare we all know it sure. like things that open they're open for a week and then they go i'm good you know what i'm saying so it happens but there was something so epically <laughs> awful epically it was awful also in previews for like this. 12 oh. years. Yeah, because it was... It, they, oh, no, you, yeah. poor Dustin. Poor oh, that's right. I, I remember I remember when oh. my brother went to go see that. Oh, he saw it for free, though, so it's okay. I don't know, okay. like... Yeah, but he also I, saw, He like, may not have deaths. paid money, but it wasn't for free. <laughs> I, I yeah. feel like people intentionally went to see Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark for the same reason that people, I'm convinced, go to NASCAR races. They're just waiting for the next fucking crash. The next crash. You sick yeah. you sons of bitches. If they brought back Turn Off the Dark now that I'm an adult with money, I would 100% go. That's oh. like... Charlie, I'm with you. I'd go too. Oh, I literally... I'd go. I'd go. I would buy like the plastic mask of crazy this version <laughs> of Green Goblin. I would cheer when people broke their legs. Oh. It would be... <laughs> A fucking blast. Oh. I hunted out, as an adult, oh. relatively recently, I found on YouTube, like, the full show with a shaky-ass camera, oh and I watched God. the whole thing. You know why it was shaking? Twice. It was probably being held by somebody playing Spider-Man, like, one of the <laughs> 80 Spider-Men, and there that was, like, is falling out of the sky. There is an amazing YouTube documentary 
that's like three hours long about i know a gross amount about spider-man turn off the dark well as much as much as as that growth oh, about to learn more. fucking taken over your brain. You are going to learn far, far more. I'm so fucking excited. Again, if you guys aren't familiar um, with that original series, it has been collected. Um, actually, Dark Horse is going to be putting out a new bound version of it, which is outstanding. Um, because the new one is coming out on his website, again, under his own banner. And it's going to be coming out, actually, in the History of the World Part 2 format, where you're like, just getting dribs and drabs of it but now that we don't have dilbert to worry about anymore oh, i'm boy. actually super excited to have a daily reader again I am how topical so of you yeah, well that's what i like to do the case that's well what I like played to do. wow thank you sir thank you but <laughs> I, i'm just like super fucking excited about it now the funny thing is uh again we all know it was a, an absolute unmitigated disaster it fucking lasted uh it didn't last as long as the first snowfall here in the new york area um, and rightfully so, because their insurance premiums must have been insane. But just the fact of Spider-Man having a musical and then grossly changing almost everything about the character to the point where he was really unrecognizable. Um, a lot of people will be shocked to find out how many Broadway musicals actually kind of began their, their lives as, uh, as comic books. Of course, we all know... Uh, you know, Superman, of course, the first and greatest uh, to ever do the thing. He's got possibilities. People only know shit from the Superman musical because of a butter commercial, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, who else? That's who else? the oldest thing you've ever said on the show. I disagree because I've got some powder in the. Uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that alone. Uh, guys, what else? Well, you know, um, it's funny, John, when you told me that we this is like what we were gonna talk about, and I really wasn't sure. You know, because I didn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, aware of, of this guy's work or whatever. And you had <laughs> kind of come up the idea of like comic comic books and and musicals and stuff. And the only thing that I could think of, even though it's not it's not really a direct correlation, but it's the only character that I could think of that was in comic books and a musical, is is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde from League of Extraordinary That's Gentlemen. That's absolutely true. How about that? Are, Look at me! I'm the movie guy, certain, and I'm coming up with comic books. Pathways. Shit. I mean, fucking Charlie Nerd. Brown. Charlie <laughs> Brown has had more musicals than oh, fucking than than Sherlock Holmes, which yeah, doesn't but don't really see, don't seem see right. God, that'll change everything for you, guys. Woo! Guys, be more chill. Started as a fucking graphic novel, and and um, there are certain musicals that like the younger set that they lean into. Um, a fun home started off as a fucking, oh, that's a good point a, as a, a as a point. graphic novel so this isn't like on this is on like this is in uncharted waters so to speak it's the level of disaster that spider-man fucking was that's really um kind of unique but i again as the theater nerds that we all are uh and and uh, I'll, I'll start first to give you guys a little mental time um there are there are musicals and like the Brian Michael Bendis of it all, where it's going the other way around, right? It's going from the stage into the comic book spectrum. And immediately, my little feverish, uh, nerdy brain started fucking kind of churning and bubbling and burning. And uh, I wanted to... I, there are certain musicals that I would love to see on stage. Now, full disclosure, doing a little hope, like, this would be great. Oh fuck! They made one of these. 
You gotta be kidding me. Oh, they made one of these too? Holy shit. Um, but there was one that does not exist as of yet. Because all people love to do, Casey, if you didn't know, they love to steal my ideas. Especially from this show. We've got a list going, motherfuckers. So watch yourself. Guys, tell me that you wouldn't read the shit out of a Bat Boy comic book. Oh my god, bro. It is rife. It is ready. Wait, do you um, think, would he uh, show up, like, uh, in DC Comics, too? Like, would he, like, talk to Batman? Would there be a be crossover? Cool that, would that be, like, a thing? A, and then Man world, Bat is there, and we just do Where Bat, Bat might exists? Yeah, Bat Boy could definitely, and I, like, usually it would be Joker trying to diss Robin by calling him Bat Boy, but to have actual Bat Boy with his little ears and sharp fangs straight off the fucking presses of, like, uh, the, you know, uh, what those trash magazines are when you're uh, online at the supermarket, um, fucking, again, this is a little public service announcement, and I realize that not everybody out there is a musical fan, um, they might think they are, but they, they really are at heart. Fucking Bat Boy the Musical is one of the best things to ever exist. Um, it is just so much fun. Literally ripped from the fucking headlines. It's like one of the... It was a meta musical before we even knew what meta was and before Facebook and Instagram owned that shit. Um, just fucking... Just give it to me. Just give it to me. We'll go back way around the uh, the horn because Charlie knows how to do his homework. Charlie, what's a musical you want to see in comic book form? I'm good. We don't need to do it. We don't need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Charlie. <laughs> Charlie now owes Casey money. Yeah. I think I had that trademark, but it was so good that I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, it. my he, God. He, he definitely did it justice. He definitely did it justice. <laughs> I, don't, I, I do not need Usnavi. To fucking fight crime well, in, uh, see, you're, in the you're, heights, you're, I don't. You are trapped. You are trapped in the, oh the caves and tights world. No, I have a, I have a real answer because there are. I have a real answer. <laughs> I have always wanted like the the fictionalized chasing Amy comic. I have desperately wanted to find a chick a, comic. A, you want a chick? Comic. I want. I, how dare you? First of all, don't assume <laughs> anything. Super easy. Um, fair enough. I always wanted a, a chick comic, a chick comic that I could really dive into, and like Archie never fucking worked for me, and I kind of identify it as such. For me, uh, a show that John introduced me to called uh, Murder Ballad, which is like an it's like a, a warning story about like how easily shit could fucking go left if you make a couple bad decisions. I would like not love staying that. in your fucking lane. Don't be a four going after a hard 12 because nothing yeah. good comes out of it. Yep, yep. And also, like, for me, the big warning of this musical, the musical is fucking awesome. The music is fucking awesome. I really love Murder Ballad. But for me, there's, like, an early opportunity where this guy meets this mess and he's like, no, thank you. I'm not going to fucking... I'm good. And instead, he doubles back and marries that bitch. Spoiler alert. And his whole life is fucked up. You fucked up, Aaron. Uh, I would love that in comic book form, like in a like a black and white indie comic style. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Like an, There's like, like rock an early TMNT comic, just like super fuck bloody yes. and mirage. Yeah, yes, that. that's the whole. The fucking show ends with uh, 
you know, uh, again, someone just being like, we told you someone was going to fucking die. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil so that, Casey, but it's fucking awesome. You're not obligated to read it. You are obligated to go see its adaptation when it hits the movie theaters, but um, do you have one for us? A musical that you want to see as a comic book I one th- day? I think I might, ha- I might have and I two. Are obligated. Oh, I, shit, I've got, I've got two, and I, but it's, it's kind of cheating because they both come from books. I think there's Finally. one staring us in the face, and it's Toxic Avenger. So there's a film, an 80s film. They make it into a musical, and now you make – I mean, it's right there. I don't see why it hasn't happened yet. So what's fun about like when, when, when IP makes the leap to the stage, um, much like fucking Spider-Man Turn of the Dark, sometimes it plummets back down to the fucking to the boards um but they they will make changes none so large as the changes that are made and not not again to get a, too far away from the subject matter i am desperate to know by the by the by the man himself how the fuck they made these gross ridiculous changes to establish characters for what reason there was no point there was no point to make the changes that they made no no now and this is julie tamer that originally was fucking on this project and ended up bouncing because I mean, she was like, this is, this sucks. <laughs> this is so bad um, that she walked away. But there are changes that are sometimes made on the stage that, that carry over, that, that end up in, enriching source material. And uh, that deserves to be kind of told in more formats to reach a, a wider audience so no i think you're right on it what was the the second one and the second thinking? one also i mean originally a novel and then it's been made into countless numbers of films and the most successful broadway show of all time i'd i'd fuck with a with a phantom graphic novel that'd so be cool phantom of the opera it would have it would i mean it'd have to be a graphic novel i i think that'd be oh, really sure. fucking cool so the phantom the phantom of the opera is almost always left off of that laundry list of the universal monsters that people have been obviously universal more than most but they have been desperate to relaunch kind of like a a, a collective universe of those characters where you could lean into them and and i'll tell you the truth maybe episodically that's the fucking best way to do it because certainly their cinematic uh, attempts to do so have fallen flat on this fucking face i mean think of how many stories how many stories could you tell about eric like leading up to of course his childhood getting there getting to you know the basement of 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 the of the opera house and then all the shit with christine and then all and you can change a lot like we've changed everything anyway to your to your own demise yeah man that story I, I, I think that would be. I think that would be really, no, really a- fucking absolutely. cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Charlie, do you have another one back pocketed? Uh, no, but apparently there is a Phantom of the Opera graphic novel. Really? Is it an adaptation of the original? Based on um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical, yeah. You know what? Now that you say it out loud, I am not at all surprised. Andrew Lloyd Webber is such a fucking <laughs> even more than he's a thief who steals from himself. Thirty bucks. I'm just he, gonna buy it. He may be the biggest sellout. <laughs> I love you, Carl. Looks, looks fucking terrible, but that's gonna be Casey's thank you gift. Um, <laughs> Dude, it has five stars on Amazon. Oh, then it has to be true. Yeah, because it was it was fucking rated 
by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was Webber. rated by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I, I have I have one ready to go, Charlie. I have a redemption one if you don't if you want me to go first because mine's a little a stupid, redemption one, but I mean sure, it. Sure, sure. I actually think, and I know this is probably sacrilege. I actually think the story, and I apologize, the oh. story of cats seems interesting to me. I know the movie was like the worst thing ever, and I would never pay to see that musical. But like, there's isn't that story ultimately about the, like cats getting souls or some shit? The heavyweight champion of crazy ass comments that Charlie has made today that I disagree with. It had been Adonis Creed is a very interesting character. <laughs> that, that was like carrying the bell was doing commercials. Was not using condominiums. <laughs> the most successful <laughs> sports cats, of all time. Peter cats Dick. is an interesting story. Just came out of nowhere. Cats is an interesting story. Got T. S. Elliot. T. S. Elliot is somewhere up up in heaven, being like, "Finally, he's like, oh, agrees oh. with me." Cats, the the fucking oh, the 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 middle of the book foldout will just be a giant close up of the cat's asshole, Butthole. and it'll be a mirror. Because it will have meant that you as an individual bought this comic. You're like, oh, whoa, look at the cat's God. asshole. And you're just looking at a little reflection of yourself. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that didn't take too long. No, you know which one I would really absolutely love to see? Um, Avenue Q. In comic book oh, form. Yeah, okay. Because you take those puppets and you just... You, you turn those puppets into like the full... Human size run around versions, which are frankly fucking the scariest thing that I've ever that I've ever seen. They always have the giant flappy mouths and like I could I could definitely get swallowed in by two bites with that. Dustin checking in. How about a graphic novel of a Bronx Tale? Hell yeah, um, that's pretty fucking good. Hell yeah. And truth be told, that comic books might be might be the only venue that Chaz Palantari has not has, poured yeah, I know. his content out. Uh, if Chaz is insisting on drawing, coloring, and lettering himself, which he might, then yeah, I'm absolutely I'm in. all into I'm it. In. You you know, little fucking what's his face has plenty of stories, but um, yeah, Avenue Q could be it's a fucking monster story. Uh, it would be fucking dynamite. Every issue um, is just a life lesson. What the and internet's it's always, for. Every issue is brought to you by a particular when, letter and number. Yes. Oh, when you could be yeah, as loud as you want. <laughs> You're going to suck this dry for all it possibly is, right? You're just going to keep always. rolling them out. Rolling them out. Otherwise, what is the fucking point? John uh, MCU Rivera. Got it. Oh, from your lips to God's <laughs> ears, my brother. Um, in any case, I, I'm very, very much looking forward uh, to this Brian Michael Bendis newest endeavor. He has literally never done me wrong, even with characters that he has uh, worked with that I wasn't a particular fan of. Uh, it was probably his his first few uh, touches, of his first few bites of the apple of Spider-Man, sincerely, that, that really kind of got me on board. Charlie has still not come around, so maybe we'll shoot him some uh, some BRV's versions of Spider-Man to warm him up. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this I like Spider-Man when he's a girl or a book. black Puerto Rican. It's just when it's Peter that I'm... <sighs> you love Peters, don't lie. Anyway. That's another, um, another dick that joke. Is this a, kid's desperate that is a double to land the XL cock jokes. episode. Uh, Charlie is desperate to keep it going, but we have, I think, gone long enough. Guys, thank you so much. Casey, 
obviously, as always, you are an excellent, excellent guest. This time, maybe the first, hopefully not the last, actual cosplaying for the appearance. If you're listening to this, uh, rather than watching, you are missing one of the most glorious sweaters to have ever graced uh, the humble pages of U.S. Comics cast. Um, but again, just fucking outstanding. I think all that's really left uh, is for Charlie to tell the good folks how we wrap up each and every episode of U.S. Comics cast. Would you? There's only a few simple steps. First, you gotta turn the power on. Then you gotta turn the volume up. Then you gotta tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Same space girl! We out! It is the morning now. The world did not come down We've gotta face the shit we've done No more Facebook likes No more instant spite We've gotta face what we've become Got no signal And we can